in for such a treat on so many levels because today I have with me not only someone who's become a good friend but man you know how they say you shouldn't meet your like inspirations your heroes whatever for years I resisted reaching out to Alexandra because I was like this is the whiz at naming stuff. I need to build up my trademark firm so that when I reach out to her, she'll take me seriously. Because I know she has a bunch of other trademark attorneys probably that are working with her. I've had Alexandra's book on my bookshelf, on my Kindle for years. And I'm kicking myself now, but I finally built up the courage to reach out to say, hey, I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to have you on my podcast. And oh my gosh, you guys, not only is Alexandra not scary at all, and so I want to start out with that tidbit of if there's someone in your space that you've been thinking about reaching out to, go ahead and do it because so much magic has happened in both of our worlds since Alexandra and I have connected. But more importantly, as a trademark lawyer, I could not be more thrilled to connect you to a trademark attorney's partner in crime, the naming strategist. Alexandra has literally written the book on naming hello my name is awesome which is i think now in its second edition right mm -hmm. yeah and alexandra is the absolute best when it comes to describing this in a plain english way so whether you just pick up her book or work with her directly we've got a little bit of a bonus today we're really going to take that to the next level but alexandra oh my gosh thank you for being here today oh my gosh joey my pleasure it's an honor I cannot believe that, first of all, I didn't know about you. And as soon as I found out about you, as soon as I got your email and I went to your website, I started recommending you to my clients because I'm like, Joey is the eat my words of trademark attorneys. Yes. Everything about you is just so on brand with what we do. You're so positive and upbeat. You do great work. You make people smile. So yeah, it's really a pleasure to know you and be on your show. I mean, that means so much, and I'm so honored to have you here. If you guys are watching or on the live or on the replay, don't go anywhere, especially if you're going to be a business owner. This is going to be one of the most valuable conversations that I've had in the podcast to date, because one of the most common things that I hear of when I talk with my trademark clients is either we need to come up with a new name because we got hit with a cease and desist letter, or our application is going south, or yeah, we know that we should trademark, but what if we're going to go through this process, we should really love our name. And to be honest, we don't really love the name that we have. So I'm always telling my trademark clients, you need to make sure that you've got a strong name before we move forward with protecting it. And Alexandra has done such a great job of capturing the way that she does. 
what you need to think about to make sure that you've picked out a good name. We'll get to the smile and scratch test in a minute. But Alexandra, first, let's talk about the types of business owners who might be thinking, yeah, this is a cool topic, but I don't really think that it's that important for me to come up with a name for my business. I work with a lot of law firm owners and a lot of coaches and course creators who trail forward with this idea of, oh no, the brand is just my name. Yeah, that's a common misperception. I think what happens is people get so used to their own name, but they're missing the biggest opportunity. So first of all, think about your own name. What does your name say about what it is that you do or the personality of your brand? Probably not a lot. So that's why we encourage people to brand your business with a name. And there's a number of things that happen. One, you have a name that's more memorable than your own name. You have a name with legs that you can extend. And we'll talk about that a little later. You have a name that suddenly your business has a name. So if you ever want to sell your business, you're not tied to the business. So people aren't going to be expecting to work with you because your name isn't on the door. So there's a lot of advantages to having a name. And if you think about a name like this, how often in the life of your business will somebody see your name, hear your name? Will they read it on social media? Will somebody talk about it? So if you think about how many times your name gets used, it's the longest lasting investment you'll ever make in your business is your name. It's going to last longer than your logo, longer than your most loyal employee, longer than your office equipment. Think of all the iPhones or phones that you've owned in the life of your business, right? And just everything you have, all the supplies that you bought, but the name is still there. So the name, the name will get used so often Don't miss out on an opportunity to make it great and make it memorable. That's so good. That's so good. And before we get into your tips and strategies on naming, let's step back. First, I want to make sure that everybody understands like the chops that Alexandra has around this. You've got quite a few claims to fame here. So let's break some of that stuff down. Oh, well, (laughs) my favorite claim to fame is that I named the Wendy's Baconator. Love it so much. That's so amazing. Another claim to fame. This is more, you know what? I thought it was local, but I met a guy the other day who lives in Denver who knew of this name. It's a nail salon in San Francisco that I named Handjob. (laughs) Of course you did. They have two locations and have been around more than 10 years. And I think my other claim to fame is that my book, this is my book. Hello, my name is Awesome. Mm. How to Create Brand Names That Stick. Inc. Magazine named a top 10 marketing book. Wow. I didn't know that, but it's still, when you look up on Amazon or whatever, like a book on naming, this is the book that pops up. So I'll make sure that we have a link in the comments and the show notes so people can catch it up for themselves. And if you're a client of Indie Law, let us know. We'll, we'd be happy to send you a free copy, especially because we want to make sure that our clients are taken care of if they're needing to take this naming stuff super seriously right now. Alexandra, Let's get to the smile and the scratch test. Okay. So the smile and scratch test, it's a 12-point evaluation test to help you understand if you're the strengths and weaknesses of your name. And it's been published in the Wall Street Journal, lots of business magazines, thousands and thousands of people have used it to determine if their name is good or if it sucks and they need to start over. So 
it's based on my philosophy that a name should make you smile instead of scratch your head. <laughs> and Joey, you're all about smiling. So it's like perfect for you. So SMILE is an acronym for the five qualities that make a name great. It is suggestive, meaning it's suggest not the legal definition of mm -hmm. suggestive, but it suggests and not the meaning naughty like hand job, but <laughs> not necessarily naughty. Yeah. <laughs> I've done some of those. It suggests something about your brand, what your brand is or does. The M in Scratch and Smile stands for memorable. What makes a name memorable? Everybody says, I want a name that's memorable. What does that mean? It means that your name is based in the familiar. So an example is there's a bike law named brand named Kryptonite. And Kryptonite is memorable because we all know Kryptonite from Superman. So that's an example of a name that's memorable. It's the word or something similar already exists in our knowledge base. So when we're trying to recall it later from our brain's dusty filing cabinet, it comes to us really easily because it's not based on something unfamiliar. The I in smile stands for imagery. And that is, so people remember pictures much more easily than they remember words or letters. So when they hear a name or see a name, if they can picture something in their head, it helps them recall it later. Kryptonite's one of my favorite names. Also has a lot of imagery to it. So the L in smile stands for legs. And legs is where your name lends itself to a theme. So I'll use Eat My Words, the name of my firm, as an example. So our tagline is fresh names and taglines to go. Our icon is, I'm going to tilt this around. Wait, which way is it? That's the pink fridge. I love and that's it. Icon. It's a 1950s retro pink refrigerator. And wait, I'm gonna just open it really quick. Can you see what's inside of it? Oh, yeah. Are those books? Yeah. No, they're not just books, Joey. They're cool books. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, so, so, cool. so yeah. So we have packages like snack and supermarket special. So we've really extended the theme of food and there's a lot of things you can do with legs. My favorite is we'll talk about Lynette Hoy in a little bit, a business owner that was using her own name that we gave a new name that has incredible legs, hot legs. And then legs. As, as Rod Stewart would say, oh, that would be a good theme song. Then the E and smile stands for emotional really important that your name makes an emotional connection and resonates with your audience. Otherwise it's going to go right over their head. And we're so bombarded with images and media and all of this messaging that it's easy for a name just to cast over someone. This morning I was on Facebook and I saw this post, it was an ad and it was for this subscription toilet paper and it was called who gives a crap. <laughs> It totally made me laugh. That's a name that made an emotional connection. That laughing is an emotional connection. And when I say a name makes you smile, it doesn't have to be funny. It just has to mean that people get it. And people like to feel smart. So a name that I love is a GPS for dogs that we named Retriever. <laughs> and see, like I watch you. I love this yeah. when I say it. 
and your listeners can try this out. Say the name retriever, just say it's a GPS for dogs name retriever, and you can watch that you can watch them get it and the smile come on their face and like that's golden, right? And like when that happens, it's like resonating with them and they'll never forget it. That's so great. Smile. So we, we covered all of smile, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's so good. And, and this is again, I love this so much because you're really giving people a do this, not that. Mm-hmm. set of ground rules here right yeah but there's more to the don't do that and not mm. scratch should okay. i talk about scratch yes please okay these are all deal breakers so don't be like oh i just have one of those so it's okay and trust me i've been doing this almost 20 years you don't want to have any of these and like i say when you're starting out with a blank slate and you're naming your company why give yourself any disadvantages? Mm. Now think about your own name. Joey, your name's really easy to spell for me. But the Hotel Vitali is one of my clients. Oh, okay. I how to spell Vitali, but, which by the way, I don't know if it's like this hipster hotel. It's no, like, but that's cool. Yeah. Now I'll have to go. Yes, the Hotel That would Vitali. be so cool. I'll take my it's family. super hipster hotel on the Embarcadero in San Francisco. I have and no idea. Yeah, we named their wedding packages of how a name can make the biggest difference. The Hotel Vitali was competing with the W Hotel for wedding business. Mm. And so they wanted to dial it up. And they had a binder that when the bride or bride and groom came in to check it out, check out the venue, then they were presented with a binder with all the different wedding services they could order. And one of, so they had really boring names. So we renamed them. For instance, the wedding brunch post-wedding brunch was named post-wedding brunch and we renamed it bloody what i would say bloody married oh i love it (laughs) and how that came to me that was like one of those i asked my client what do people drink at a post-wedding brunch and she said bloody marys i'm like that's your name bloody married so that once in a while that happens that's why we get paid up front because sometimes i just spit them out like that the post-reception bar rental was named Last Call for Alcohol. Mm. They had a co-ed bridal shower, which we named Shower Together. They had a guest rate at the hotel. And you're the guest, are you, oh, you're with a group, ask for the guest rate. So we named it the Entourage Rate. It just makes it fun, right? It adds to the experience. You know, and, and I just want to point out here, I think, there might be some people who are like, oh yeah, but my brand's more serious than this. And number one, I'm sure Alexandra could take that note and run with it. But I'm seeing across the board right now, brands should lean into fun. And there's so many opportunities that opens up on social marketing and elsewhere, where even if you're a law firm or in an industry where things are serious, it's okay to add some lighthearted energy to your brand. Absolutely. We named a law firm. So the attorney's name was Layla Benajamali, and she knew that her name would be really difficult for people to remember, to spell. Benajamali is hard for people to pronounce. So she worked with startups and helped them get their foundation documents already. And so we renamed her firm Bedrock. And this amazing thing happened when she named her firm Bedrock. She started attracting the type of clients that she wanted to work with because she had a cool name. So she was attracting cool clients. And this is what happens. And I know because I have eat my words and like we work with huge companies like Google, Twitter, Amazon, Coca-Cola. 
And they're still coming to us, even though we have a playful name. And what happens is when you have a name that shows your personality or has a little bit of fun, you're going to attract the people that like that. And then you're going to not attract the people that don't like that. And come on, do you want to work with people that are easily offended? Right. You don't. None of us do. Right. Yeah. It actually is a good filter. Mm. Polarizing in a good way. I love it. It is. And what happens is, sure, some people aren't going to want to do business with you, but more people are going to want to do business with you. So mm. your name is actually a magnet. Now think if Layla Benajamali was just using her own name. There's nothing magnetic about it. And she, by the way, is an incredibly magnetic person. But the name wasn't saying anything. Sure. So that's yet another reason to have a brand yeah. instead of just use your name. So and then good. you're bigger than yourself too. When you just use your name, it sounds like it's just you. Yeah. When you have a brand name, you sound like a firm. Right. Man, this is so good. Okay, how far are we on the scratch test? We haven't done any scratch yet. Okay, great. <laughs> Sorry, I went off on the Hotel Vitali. No, um, I'm just trying to keep track. Oh, so just really quickly, when the Hotel yeah. Vitali changed their names, all they did was change them in a binder, right? Mm. So they could actually measure, it would be like changing a name on a restaurant menu. They were able to measure sales. Their sales increased by 25% simply by changing the names in the binder. Wow, that's awesome. Such a good note. Such a good note. And going back to what you said, when you pick a name that has legs, then it's easier to come up with the names for all the other stuff in your business too. Absolutely. And not only that, people will come up with them for you. Mm. It's just magic. Yeah. Okay. So good. Okay. So let's get to the scratch test. Okay, I'll do scratch really quickly. The way to remember scratch is if it makes you scratch your head, scratch it off the list. Mm. So the S in scratch, this is a biggie spelling challenge. Your name should not look like a typo. Think about your own personal name. How often, Joey, do you have to spell Vitali for people? Quite a bit, yeah. Okay, it's a bit of a frustration. I belong to this group on Reddit of really bad baby names that people are naming their kids. I'm like, I just feel so <laughs> bad for them. And run your own personal name through the Smile and Scratch test. And you'll see mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, that doesn't suggest anything about my brand. It's not memorable or like, yeah, it is spelling challenge. So think of the frustration of having a spelling challenge name. People's emails are going to get kicked back. You're always going to be having to spell it for people. Alexa's not going to know what it means. Right. I was expecting her to talk back. And you always got to watch out for that one. <laughs> so yeah, so think about it that way. Yeah, the Siri theory is what I call that. <laughs> okay, so spelling challenge. The first C in Scratch stands for copycat. You don't want a name that sounds like everybody else's. And Joey, you can speak to that. Not only is it not a good idea because, you know, why be somebody else when you can be yourself? But trademark-wise, it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem in a couple of different directions, right? Because either you're accidentally infringing on someone and you're just a one cease and desist letter away from having to rebrand, or when your business starts to explode... Now people who want to buy from you are accidentally going to something that sounds the same and buying from them. And now you're creating those issues. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't spend time to, they don't use a trademark attorney or they think I have clients that do this all the time. I don't care about that. It's right, actually I know. Like, no, it's. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people 
they're so stuck in what I call domain name mindset. Yes. They think, oh, as long as this specific combo of letters is available as a domain, I'm good. As long as I can grab the handle on the social media site, I'm okay. And then they scratch their heads when the trademark office is rejecting over half of the applications that get filed. Oh my gosh. I know. Okay. So we had a guy call us and he had bought a domain name for $45,000 and then found out that he couldn't get the name trademark. Yeah. 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 And I found this great domain. I sometimes I just stumble upon a domain. I'm like, this is a great domain. It was for some eyebrow thing and it was very clever. And then I researched it and L'Oreal had a trademark on the name. They didn't own the domain probably because everything's under the L'Oreal brand. Yeah. Man, props for you for doing that search though. That's oh, great. Well, yeah, because and I tell yeah, people, you. don't go crazy. Do your trademark research first. And we don't even look at domain names until we've done our trademark research. Great. Yeah, and there's lots of ways. I will say, and I don't want to compare Alexandra to any other naming strategist that I know, and I think this is about best practice in the industry, but just think about the peace of mind and the effortlessness when you do start to work with a naming strategist like Alexandra, and they're not giving you this list of 100 names that haven't been vetted yet. So you fall in love with one, and then you do some research and realize that you can't use it. It's so much nicer to say, here's a short list that has already been pre-vetted. We're giving you this list to really minimize that risk of you falling in love with the name and then us finding out that you're not going to be able to use it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, just the peace of mind is, that's pretty priceless. And yeah, there's all kinds of things that can go wrong with trademark. And we tell people just go for what looks cleanest. Don't risk it. You don't want to get into the back and forth with the PTO or maybe Joey, you have your way of working. I'm sure you're very creative and clever the way you can get around things. I'm a scary cat. We definitely, it's hard because I think I lean in your direction as someone who does not want to take that type of risk. We want to make sure that we're matching our kind of personality around that in the best interest of our clients. And so if they want to be cowboys in the space, we will try our best to make it work and make them aware of the issues and risks because we get we get surprised by what the trademark office decides sometimes in good ways and in bad ways. We can never make guarantees in either case. But yes, there is a reason why if you work with a trademark attorney and move forward with their best recommendations, your chances of success go up considerably than if you were to just file it on your own thinking that you'll get through. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I can't imagine trying to file something on my own. Yeah. It's money well spent. And uh, yeah. Okay. So should we get back to scratch? Yes. Okay. Copycat. The A in scratch stands for annoying and annoying is when people try to get cute or clever. Using letters in your name, for instance, you know, yeah, close to coast. You're always going to have to spell it out for people. Yeah, you may have been able to get the domain name, but it's clunky, you know. I love this because you're drawing a line between suggestive and clever, and I think a really powerful way here. Thank you. And here's something really to take to heart. Just because it's clever doesn't mean it's good. So you can spell creative, C, 
R eight T Y V, right? You see this on license plates sometimes. Creative. Yeah. Yes, that's creative, but it doesn't mean it's a good idea. This is such a good point. I really just want to underline it. When you're talking about suggestive, you're meaning giving people that aha moment that we talked about, where when they hear it and they hear what you do, they're like, oh, I get it. Versus, mm -hmm. oh, that's a clever way to spell it. Well, smile, just a name should make you smile. That's the whole package yes. of, oh, yes. I did it. So we named a fund that they fund community gardens and we named it Seed Money. <laughs> like, like people get it, right? And they're like, oh, that's clever. Yes. We named a language school in Cali, Colombia, Gringo Lingo. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, Americans come down there, they're gringos. So, yeah, people like to get it. But when you're just like, here's a way to think of it. Wearing two different color socks is creative. Is it a good idea? If you're going on a job interview, probably not. <laughs> yeah, really just because it's different. Yeah, it's different the way you spelled it. It's a creative way of spelling it, but it's not a good idea. Yeah, it leans much more towards the scratch than the smile. Yeah, yeah. Anything spelled, everything should be intuitive to spell. When you hear it, you should be able to know how to spell it. That's great. Oh, and annoying is also words spelled backwards, right? Now mm. it works. Oprah spelled her name backwards and she's Harpo Studios, right? That right. works. Serena Williams spelled her name backwards or Serena backwards for her clothing line. And it's something like RNS, like RNS, mm. like does not work for everyone. But when yeah. you can make it work, it sure. works. Sure. We named a ringtone. You used to be able to make your own ringtones. And we named this ringtone service DJ Ringtone. But the cool, oh no, sorry, DJ Nitrogen. But the cool <laughs> thing about Nitrogen is an acronym for ringtone. Oh, so that's put, cool. But all the letters in nitrogen in a blender and you just, it comes out <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so nitrogen. cool. So that's kind of a nice, that's kind of a cool thing to know, but you don't need to know it for DJ Nitrogen to be a cool name. Yeah. As people are tuning into this, I want to say, continue to tune in. And I want to drop the golden nugget seed right now that once we're done with this scratch your head test, we're going to do something that I've never done before. And I don't think I would typically do but I'm so excited to do this with all of you and have you see this happening in real time. But that's the teaser. Let's continue the scratch your head test. Oh my gosh. And it's a first for me too. <laughs> that's awesome. One of those. It's a first for me doing live. Okay. I know I'm a cheese. Okay. The S-C-R-A-T and sorry, I have to always spell it out. The T in scratch stands for tame. And tame just means you're a wallflower. You fade mm. into the background. You can't afford to be tame. You think about the words in your name. Is it pedestrian? Like my favorite tame name is combines two of the most boring words in the English language into mm. one super tame name. And it's the name of a domain registrar and it's network solutions. Like really? Mm network solutions like solutions should just be put out to pasture the yes yeah. and in in the trademark world i also want to throw the name generic out there because we're seeing that there we know in the trademark world the more generic your name is the weaker your trademark rights are and in particular what i'm seeing a lot of businesses do right now this might have been the case with the network company is they try and go pick a name for the sake of seo mm -hmm. And then what they get is something that's pretty lame sounding. 
but they're hopeful that if people are searching for this type of business, then this will pop up. Yeah. People come to us with that request. Well, it has to have good SEO. Like you should concentrate on building a good brand and building out your website and let your SEO come from that and get your business from referrals and testimonials and doing great work. But no one's going to stumble, eat my words. No one's going to stumble upon a name firm named Eat My Words. But the name says that we're creative. It said we started out naming things that make people fat and drunk, (laughs) which is why we're named Eat My Words. But yeah, no one's going to stumble upon us. But we have a strong web presence and we have good SEO because we've done everything right. We've built out the website. We're in the press. We have people linked to our site. We're doing all that. But Google changes their algorithms all the time. So even if you're building towards SEO for one thing, Google can change your algorithms the next month and then you're going to be down down the page or down buried. Absolutely. Touch a good point. And what was the word there again? Oh, wait. Tame. Tame. Yeah, tame. Tame. Yeah, descriptive. And can you just talk about genericide, my favorite? I know you love that word. You love that word. Genericide, it was... When I found all this, I was like, okay, this is what kind of makes trademarks cool, right? The fact that you have brands like Kleenex or even Velcro who are having to spend so much money in advertising and PR to say, hey, human beings out there, stop just using the name of our brand for stuff that isn't really our brand. And I love the Velcro example because everybody calls Velcro, even though Velcro is the brand and what it actually is, this thing called hook and loop. Oh. And so they put out this really funny series of YouTube videos and other types of videos with people singing and stuff saying, please, for the love of everything, call this hook and loop. Because if you keep calling it Velcro, then we lose our trademark rights. I didn't know that about Velcro. I guess I knew it was a registered trademark, but yeah, I do say Velcro and I didn't know the hook and loop, but I know yeah. like with baby onesies, Clark owns onesies. And if you yes. use onesies on eBay or anything else, they will shut you down. They're called, what's the jump? I think they're called like jumpsuit, bodysuit or jumpsuit or something, which is too bad because baby, yeah. baby onesies. It's interesting. And sometimes I think of this and this is a good reminder the weird thing about being a trademark lawyer is once you understand like the TM symbol and the circle R symbol and what they mean, you can never go to a sports stadium the same way ever again. Because now when you're seeing all of these logos around the stadium, you're like, okay, that means something's registered. That means something's maybe not registered. So I'm currently in Florida. I drove about 20 hours from Chicago. And during my drive, I was looking at my dashboard and I noticed something. I was listening to my phone on Bluetooth and there was a little circle R next to the Bluetooth logo. And I was like, oh my gosh, is Bluetooth registered as a trademark? And is there a genericide risk there of what do we call it if we don't call it Bluetooth? Yeah, what do you call it if it's not called I don't know. Yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. The one I always wonder about is Photoshop because everybody says Photoshop. Yes, I'm sure they're trying to fight that fight too. Yeah. Yeah. Rollerblade though. Like we call it inline skating. Like they did a really good job. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's fascinating. If you guys want 
me to geek out on trademark stuff, let me know and I will, but I try and hold my tongue on that. I'm so fascinated by it. And if you go on Wikipedia and type in genericide, you can see a whole list and it's pretty fascinating. Laundromat, Escalator, you can see all the ones that have lost their trademark. It's pretty fascinating. And it's really the goal though, right? Is to work with someone like Alexandra Klump with such a good name and get to a point where People are really just equating your brand almost with the product because you dominated the market so much. But not where you're having to pay lots of money. No, it is an expensive legal issue that you need to be concerned about. But I think it's a good problem to have. You do? Because people always say, we want our name to be a verb. Uber, like Uber it. Let's just Uber. No, I think that if you get to an Uber or a Google or apparently a Bluetooth, you probably have the funds at that point to start this fight. But what's cool about when you start to work with someone like Alexandra, and we're going to get to working with Alexandra just a minute because she's got some stuff for me. But now you get to be like really thinking like, oh my gosh, if my business becomes this successful, wouldn't it be cool if this name that we're picking out here becomes almost synonymous with the industry? And that can happen more with a name that makes you smile than the name that makes you scratch your head. Exactly. But to your point, yes. The other thing that you do really is you're coming up with names that aren't necessarily verb friendly. It's not like the point of coming up with a name is to make it that at risk of genericide. And when you name it the way that you do, using your example of Eat My Words, the way you've named that built in is kind of shielding it from genericide risk. Yeah, and I do avoid verbs, but... I think everyone thinks they're going to be the next Google and nope. (laughs) Yeah. But at least now I know not to be as much of a scaredy cat about the verbs. (laughs) No, I say lean into what you're doing. Cause I do think that even when you try and use a verb, it goes against these other rules. Yeah. Where I think it's harder to get that smile effect if all it is a verb. Yeah. That's totally true. Unless it's very clever. Yeah. Yeah. Like retriever would be, yeah but that's not a good name yeah yeah and that word already means something in that world and that's why it makes sense a lot of the words that are we're going down a bit of a rabbit hole here but i think it's worth saying it a lot of the reasons why companies are at risk of genericide is because they disobeyed this scratch test they picked something a word that have never existed before a unique spelling and they did the hard work as a brand to develop brand awareness to now this unique word means something in society. But when you go in this other direction, it allows for you to lean on these words that already mean something instead of we're coining something new. Yeah. It's going to go mainstream. Yeah. And if you do coin a new word, like it has to meet the trifecta. It needs to be mm. one of my favorite coin words is Groupon. Right, coin name, Groupon. Because when they started out where it was like for groups of people and the coupon, like that, you get it when you see it. If you get it when you see it, Pinterest, pinning your interest on these boards. So names like that, I love. Um, There's a a soft goods company in Oakland, California that makes t-shirts and things like that. And it's called Oaklandish. And this is like Oakland plus outlandish. So like these like that are really fun. So yeah, you can be creative as long as people, when they hear it, like, you know how to spell Oaklandish, you you know, know, get the personality of it. Yeah. And it's easy to pronounce. So So, this is also good. And 
again, I can't recommend highly enough, especially if you're here tuning because sometime in the future, me or someone on my team has sent you to this video. Take all of these tips seriously because you will likely thank yourself, even if it might mean going in a different direction than what you were thinking originally. Thank you. All right, okay. so we have what, T and H left? Or no, we did tame, so it's just the yeah. yeah, the second stand scratch stands for curse of knowledge. And that's where it's usually engineers are always guilty of this, where or people think they're being clever by, oh, our name means hive in Swahili. Uh, and what is that? Mazinga, M-Z-I-N-G-A. It's some type of learning platform, I think, and it's loosely based on the Swahili word for hive. Like mm. nobody knows that. Or there's a lingerie brand named Bra Company named Third Love. I love asking students when I go speak, like, what do you think Third Love's Third Love means? I've gotten all kinds of answers. That's awesome. But the owner of the company, the founder, she said that she likes that the name is ambiguous. Nothing about your brand should be ambiguous. Nothing. Your brand needs to be really yeah. clear. I like this because... What part of what I hear you're calling out is there are exceptions to these rules where despite these names that didn't follow these rules, they still were able to make it. But just imagine how much easier their path to success would yeah. be. Look at eBay. eBay is a horrible name. It doesn't really mean anything, yeah. but it doesn't matter what they were called because they- right. The stars were aligned for them to- Yeah, it to was such a breakthrough business. Yeah, sometimes that happens. But yeah, you're right. If you're starting out- with something that's more clever or creative that actually is meaningful, you're starting out ahead of the game. So that's curse of knowledge, foreign languages, or the engineers know what it means, but nobody else does. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, the H in scratch is hard to pronounce, super important. Not only should your name be easy and intuitive to pronounce, it should only be pronounced one way. Example, mm. there is, oh, you know the LaCroix, Yes. Like people call it LaCroix. Like, and when Coca-Cola hired us, they said, we don't want a name like LaCroix because for water, nobody knows how to pronounce it. You guys hear her when she just did a little humble brag about Coca-Cola hiring her? Yeah, I'm really good at that. <laughs> I'm the best at the humble Sorry. brag. Continue. I am. But thank you for noticing that. <laughs> okay. There's a company. Okay. I'm going to ask everybody. It's a green vegan vegetarian protein powder it's spelled v-e-g-a so do you pronounce it joey do you pronounce it vega 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 or veja like vega oh, I, I was gonna say vega but veja could be yeah or oh. vega like the old 70s car i have no idea how would you know the uh, only way i know is i called the office late at night when i knew no one would answer the phone so i could hear it on the answering machine and it's vega and i was totally shocked i thought for sure it would be vega like vegetarian oh. or vega like vegan and it's vega so if you're telling yeah. me if i'm like oh joey i'm doing this new like juicing thing where i'm doing green and you're like oh you got to check out this company vega yeah. and someone else is talking about veja and someone else talking about vega i don't know it's all the same thing and there's yeah. many instances of this there i mean my favorite clothing company right now is viore but my wife is fighting me on this because she thinks it's so i call it viore she calls it vori and we don't know how to say it. 
Yeah. Fashion brands seem to somehow get a pass, I think, because they often come from foreign countries, like Versace. But sure. how many people, I think, was it, did Brooke Shields say Versace? Somebody <laughs> said Versace and like embarrass themselves. That's yeah, amazing. It looks like Versace. Like, how would you yeah. know? How would you know? Okay, yeah. so that's Scratch. So yeah, be careful of all of those things. And again, think of your own name. And by the way, you can do the Smile and Scratch test for free on my website. It walks you through it and you just put in your name, answer questions. It's That's so good. Words.com. It says test a name at the top. So yeah, nice. test your own personal name if you're still using your personal name for your business and then test any brand name in there. Mm. So for sure, go to eatmywords.com, use this test and continue to stick around with us because we're going to see Alexander's chops in real time. Now, as you guys might know, Indie Law, that was an Alexandra approved name. So that brand isn't going anywhere. But my other brand is in the middle of a rebrand. We're looking at logos, colors, polishing everything up. And the timing was perfect for me to reach out to Alexandra and say, hey, let's do, let's look and explore some new names here. So Alexandra, I don't think has ever done this for either, but because it's you guys, she was kind enough to offer this. And I want to make sure that my clients can see a really good example of this happening in real time. So Alexandra is going to share her screen in a moment and walk me through some new names that she's come up with for our brand. Okay. Are you guys so ready? excited for this. Are you ready? Yeah. Should I add it now or do you yeah. need to? Yeah, no, I'm ready. Okay. Great. Okay, let me. Oh, can you see my screen? Yeah, let me. I'll go ahead and remove that, and you just tell me. I can see your screen, so tell me when you get the. Is it a Microsoft Word document pulled no, up? Where did it go? Oh, here it is. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Okay, so what I'm showing you is our creative brief, and I had Joey complete this for. His, so the current name of this company is the Business Growth Advantage. And Joy, why don't you just tell people about it so they don't have to read on the screen? Yeah, absolutely. So to give you guys a sense of what we're calling the Business Growth Advantage, Indie Law has been around for about five, maybe six or six or so years now. And one of the secret weapons that we've discovered that our law firm has tapped into is the power of team building. And so... That's become a real passion of mine. And as I've been able to design myself out of my law firm, more and more, I've been wanting to help other business owners experience the type of freedom and positive culture that my team and I are experiencing. And because Indie Law is a law firm, we ethically can't operate this other brand from the law firm. So we had to create another legal entity for it. We had to come up with some name. In the beginning, it was just You'll love this, Alexandra. It was just Joey C. Vitali LLC. We ran with that for a while. People were like, I didn't even know your middle name started with the C. But my cousin is a famous former hockey player and now a famous radio show host. That's a Joey Vitali. So if you Google Joey Vitali, you'll likely oh, find yeah. him. And then I decided to work on a book. I came up with the great title for the book, which was The Business Growth Advantage. That's still in play. But Alexandra and I were talking about, okay, Plans are shifting with the brand. I think that there might be some opportunities to rename it something that might be a little 
less tame, right? A little less generic and really show off the personality of what we're building and hopefully give people that smile effect and not scratching their heads. Yeah. So I think the business growth advantage, it's descriptive and it Mm. definitely is positive. But yeah, the the words on their own business growth and advantage are a little pedestrian. Mm -hmm. So working with Joey and his team, I know that there's a lot of energy behind Mm. what they do. So Joey's new logo is a lightning bolt. And so he was hoping that the new name for the business growth advantage could take advantage of the lightning bolt. Now, it's not often that we get asked to find a name that fits a logo. But You have to be careful when your student wants to become your client because I was reading Alexandra's book and before we had even come up with a name for the company, I was like, you know what? Name aside, I want this brand to have legs. I want there to be imagery here. And as soon as we started playing around with the lightning bolt looking logo, I was like, okay, I don't care what the name of this company is. This lightning bolt logo gives us a sense of a visual and a sense of direction of what we're about that I think we can run with. And so I was super grateful for Alexander to take that note and say, we can work with it. Yeah. And lightning bolts, there is a lot of wordplay and obviously they're very visual. When you see it, everybody can think of struck by lightning and there's a lot of wordplay around it with strike and struck and shock and bright. And I love that lightning is rare. And Mm. I think that what Joey's offering is rare too. And it's rare to, I think that there's something really cool about that. Oh, thanks. In the brief, so Joey talked about the goal of the assignment, which is to find a name that has more personality than business growth advantage. And also he's open to having something like a positioning line or a tagline that says something about business growth advantage or something that alludes to growing your business, something along those lines, which is good because then it allows us to have a name with more personality, but the name doesn't say it all. And something to know is your name really can't say it all. At the most, it can say one or two things, Mm. but it doesn't have to. And there's a lot, no one is ever going to, unless they see the name on a baseball cap, they're probably never going to just stumble on the name on its own or see the name on its own. That's very true. There's always going to be context around it. And I imagine a lot of it's going to be word of mouth, or sees it on Facebook in the context of visuals around it. They're on the website. They, there's a lot more than just the name. So that's a nice thing is that there's a lot of support materials around the name. And I like to say, we all know a picture says a thousand words and that's the power of a logo as well. Your identity mm-hmm. can express that. And that's what the lightning bolt does. Awesome. Okay. So here's in a nutshell, Business Growth Advantage empowers entrepreneurs to become highly profitable and stress-free CEOs as they climb to $500,000 and beyond. Okay, Joey wrote his desired brand positioning, which is the preferred choice for entrepreneurs. And I love this, who want to run their business instead of having their business run them. And I think all of us business owners can totally relate to that. And then I had Joey list some insights, consumer insights and strategic considerations. So this is all really interesting. It's just interesting background 
information mm -hmm. for us to know. This one I could totally relate to. Business owners not yet at the seven figure mark are usually more quick to make buying decisions. And I'll tell you, as much as we love working with big clients because they pay more, the smaller business owners are definitely make the faster decisions and they yeah. also pick the cooler names. I think mm -hmm. there's just not as much pressure of wondering what everybody else is going to think and they're not doing big focus group research. They're just, they're working with us so they know we're only showing them good names and then they're going with their gut and they know they need to stand out. So they're going to choose a name that's not as predictable as a name that they might use if they were super corporate, for instance. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just skimming over this a little bit because, and by the way, the creative brief is in my book, if you get the book. And when you fill it out, what happens is you're really defining your business for yourself and people find it really helpful to fill out the brief for that reason. Mm. So we know who the primary target audience is. We know who the secondary target audience is. We want to make sure that we don't alienate the target audience in any way. Mm. Sometimes when we're doing this, you know, the target audience may be moms, but the moms have kids. So we have to think about how do the kids feel, right? Like kids don't want to be embarrassed eating some snack food with a corny name, just things like that. Or kids don't like to eat food that's positioned as healthy. Most people don't. Right. So we have some competitive offerings here and then desired brand experiences. This brand empowers me to be a better leader. Joey and his team have a unique ability to coach and educate on these topics. I love this one. This isn't one of those bro marketers. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's as, as a male entrepreneur in the space, that's something that we hear a lot. Is bro I've never heard that phrase, bro marketer. Yeah, they're like, oh, you're not like the guy who's always in front of the Lambo trying to sell me stuff on Facebook. Oh my ads. God, those guys. Yeah, yeah. No, I know the Facebook ads, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's why I have a subscription to Facebook, so I'm not assaulted with those guys. <laughs> Okay, to YouTube, so I'm not assaulted with this app. Nice. Okay, yeah, I feel safe to get raw and vulnerable here. So that's good. Then we want to know the personality of the name with the three most important ones highlighted, likable, empowering, thoughtful. Sometimes some of these can be a little contradictory, like bold and peaceful are a little contradictory, but yeah. try not to get too wrapped up. So then you'll see some names that are more bold, some names that are more peaceful. Although I think with the lightning bolt, you have to be more bold than peaceful. Yeah. And then some themes to explore. So this is really helpful for us as a starting point. Obviously with lightning, power was a great theme for us to explore and a word to explore. Whether we looked at outer space, I didn't go there. I didn't go there because I felt like you didn't need to go there. Okay. And then some stars. I was pretty, I was reaching when I wrote, I was like, what else could I put here? Yeah. <laughs> What's the above weather? Yeah, no, that's okay. And then some words to explore, and we explored all of these. Yeah, CEO, we played around with a lot. And then I think this is just a mistake. Themes to avoid, ideally something short and sweet. Or Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was legacy from somewhere. Then words to avoid. This is really helpful to us. And, of course, Joey, being a trademark attorney, knew like that these words in particular 
are super saturated in yeah. this space. And we're really familiar with those two. In fact, we have a list of a hundred words that we won't use. That's so smart. So smart. Yeah. Entrepreneur. We know Joey said Entrepreneur Magazine is very litigious. Also super helpful for us to know. We did a couple with Entrepreneur just because we don't have it as the first word in the name. And I thought it doesn't hurt to show. And then, yeah, boss. <laughs> I didn't know boss was feminine. I guess on its own, it's not, but there's so many like girl boss and babe bosses. Yeah. Wait, I have to show the... you. Where, hold on a second. Am I still on your screen? Yes. Okay. Can you, sorry, I can't see the foot. Can you see this? Chief executive boss lady. Love it. Yeah. That's my nameplate on my desk that one of my interns had made for me. I love it. Yeah, I think that it, it's to the extent that it is used, it's becoming pretty saturated in the female yeah. attorney space. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, then this is helpful too. And it's great, like when you're starting out to know, like, yeah, to get the exact match. I'm not going to get an exact match domain name without, by the way, I talked to a domain broker the other day that average cost for a one word domain name is the lowest like fire sale 50 to a hundred thousand dollars for a oh, one word domain name that's crazy yeah no one expects anyone to have a one word domain name anymore yeah. so if you can get past that use a modifier word here's some great examples you can either tag it onto the end or have it on the beginning it's totally fine and you could even be super creative one of my favorite domain names is for a smoked turkey company <laughs> and it's a not a great name for a, a turkey company it's greenberg smoked turkeys but their domain name is gobblegobble.com <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> okay then we asked joey to put down some examples of names that he likes and why so that helps us understand what style of name he likes. So these were some of his, and then also name dislikes for, and for whatever reason. So th this is all super helpful for us. And if I see a name on the likes that goes against a smile and scratch test, I will point it out sure. just so there's understanding that but this is good. Like Joey with Flowjazz, he wrote, well, it's tough to spell. So he recognizes that. Mm. And sometimes with, yeah, with the W, I'm naming something right now that with, yeah, the W, sometimes it looks weird in there. So yeah, sometimes we can make an exception, but you have to ask for permission. <laughs> yep. Okay. Right. And then these are some names that Joey's come up with so far. His team has that he likes. And I saw he had entrepreneur here, yeah. lightning strikes or lightning leadership, CEO boost, CEO power up, the blank advantage. So we did a lot with the blank okay. advantage. And we did a lot with power. Because yeah, the lightning bolt works really well with power. Then this is also super helpful to have an acid test for saying the name. So that way, when we're reviewing the names we come up with, we can make sure does it fit this? Okay. And then it's important for us to know where will people see or hear the name. And then something else good to know. So Joey just told me more about the business and what the main reason for the name change. So with that, I know I just don't want to uh -oh. off any longer. Here we go. Okay. So now I'm going to show Joey 50 names. And this package we did for him is called Name It ASAP, where... This is the process. He filled out the brief. 
I have a conversation and then I go to work. Just me working on the names right now. I'm not putting my team on these. You get to work with me directly, which is really nice. That's amazing. And if you hire us for a bigger project, then the whole team's on it. But for these are really my sweet spot. It's what I love to do. I love working with business owners. What I'm going to do is I'm and Joey hasn't seen these yet. I'm going to show about a dozen names at a time on a page. I'm going to be quiet while Joey reviews the name and okay. the rationale with the name. And then Joey, after you're done reviewing them, just tell me which ones are working for you. If you see part of a name that you like the word and, or you like part of the name. So let's say the name was, I don't know, something bridge, you know, okay. something bridge, bridge <laughs> you know, sky bridge. And you're like, okay, I don't like bridge, but I really like the word sky. Okay. I want to see more names with Sky. Then we can jump on and brainstorm some words with Sky, for instance. And I do have a really favorite name on in here that has the word Sky in it, by the way. I'm excited. Okay. And then everybody, anybody watching, anyone listening, or anybody watching can play along. Awesome. All right. Here we go. And just, oh, oh, you're not going to, okay, a couple more things, sorry to tease you. Um, no, you guys, I'm putting Elena on the spot. Usually right. this is a, a private one-to-one -one and she's having to think, how do I show this to Joey and present it at the same time? But again, I think this will be a super helpful thing for you guys to see if you are thinking that a, a naming exercise like this is on the horizon for you. Cool. Um, a couple things to think of or remember, a couple tips. The question to ask yourself is not, do I like it? Because that's, I mean, obviously you're thinking that, but what you really want to ask is, is it right for the brand? Mm. And not bring your personal bias into it. Just think, you know, think it, put yourself in your customer's shoes. Okay. Or your potential okay. customer's shoes. Then, um, yeah, read, you know, read, read the names top to bottom, bottom to top. And then obviously, you know, I'm putting you on the spot here today asking you to make decisions right now, but clearly you want to live with this for a while, print the sure. name out. My feeling, I know you'll probably circulate this to your team. Um, and hopefully they've all read my book or are familiar with, with what makes a name good. Um, but you know, we're not big fans of asking everybody what they think because they're not experts at naming. Yes. We are. So, you know, when really you good point. Them, when you ask someone, what do you think of this name? That's not what they hear. What they hear is, what don't you like about this name? You know, they, everybody mm. would it, right? Yeah. So there's nothing on this list. I would never show a client a name that I wouldn't want them to pick. It happened one time. Um, it oh. Was, was it, you know what? It's a name. One of my namers came up with it, and there's a name of a book, and it's Soulmate, but it's spelled S-O-U-L-M-A-T-E. And it's either the, the woman, Lauren Mackler, the author, she loves it. She's, it's a big mm. deal book. But I, it just really bugged me that, it, that you had to spell it for people. Yeah. About mastering the art of living alone. And like it was the perfect title for her. So that's, that's fine. But um, I, I don't know. Part of me couldn't get past it. So now I'm just really careful. Don't put it. Okay. It's all right. I, <laughs> it, it's, it's nice to know that I can't pick anything wrong. Yeah, you can't pick anything wrong. Okay, so here is your first. Ooh, okay, Amplification Nation. Nice. Amplifier. Oh, that's fun. Bolt, bolt Strike Business Boost. And you can do, like, if 
bold strike business boost it's kind of a mindful mind mouthful you could just have your name be bolt strike and then you know we could do a, a tagline or a descriptor underneath it yeah i amplifier is pretty awesome okay um and let's spell that for people on the podcast listen a m p l i f i r e yeah amplifier because i wanted to tie in fire because i because but yeah it yes it's one of those names it's not spelled the way it sounds but it's so cool and you could do something with the logo like maybe the eye and fire is like a little flame or something yeah that's cool and i'm liking like the ceo power booster the okay these are all really great crank up the volume oh that's a fun way to bring in the lightning bolt and maybe yeah, crank up the volume. Like maybe that's a tagline. You know, like that's another yeah. thing. With the names you can use them for other things. That's such a great point. Nice. All right, let's keep looking. Okay. Oh, and I think I because of your where where I have your screen, I might have missed the one at the bottom. Oh, of the, last the one page. at the bottom was Electric Avenue. Nice. Oh, that's fun too. It's like fun, edge. right? Electric okay. Edge Effect. Okay, wait, can you see them all now? Yes. Electric Entrepreneur, Engine Room, Fireballer, Gigawatt. That's cool. First Gigawatt's part. really cool. Oh, High Voltage or High Joltage? I love High Joltage. And I got that. See, this is an example of why the Creative Brief is so good for us. I got the word Jolt from the Creative Brave because you wrote that you like the name Jolt in your name likes. Yeah. I, like, oh, I could do something with that. Yeah, I think High Joltage, I like it. It works with the lightning bolt. And because p business owners, we all need a Jolt. Like I got a super Jolt this year from Joey. Joey has electrified my business in so many ways by making mm -hmm. some introductions for me. I'm working with his coach. Like, just like I needed that Jolt. And so... I know what Joey has done for me, and I'm not even part of this group. That's yeah. why I love High Joltage. Ooh, Inspiration Strikes is really good. And I really like Lightning Impact, too. Cool. Lightning Impact, that's a really good one. Thank okay. you. Okay. Lightning Jolt, Lightning Strike Success. Megawatt CEO. Oh, I love that, too. Mm-hmm. Joey, you have a megawatt smile. Oh, look, I wrote it right here, Joey. Oh, I love that. You do. Power forward. Oh, that's a good one, too. Okay, I think we're getting closer to your favorite, Alexandra. Yeah. Sky Piercer is pretty awesome. I love Sky Piercer. That's really great. And for anyone listening, Sky Piercer was inspired by the TV show Snow Piercer that I love. Yeah, you never know where an idea is going to come from. And that's why I'm allowed to watch television. <laughs> so good. Yeah, you're doing it on the job. It's work. Okay, Sonic Boomerang, Sonic Bloom. Is it Stratomax growth? Yeah, Stratomax. Okay. Oh, for stratospheric success, like it. Okay, and then the next two I can't read. Oh, sorry. Stuck to struck. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and maybe it's not your name, but maybe it's a tagline. That's a, yeah, I like that a lot. And supercharged success, too, as a, okay. yeah, a language you can use. I love the word supercharged. It's a word I use all the time. Working with me is a supercharged experience. And yeah. I think like 
people want to be supercharged about their business. I've been doing this almost 20 years and like you get complacent or you're like, no, I'm good where I'm at. This is good. And for all of us that have started businesses, we know what it's like when you first start and you're like up till 2am writing your blog and you're so excited. And that's what people want to get back to. And I think that's what you're going to offer people is just that energy and the lightning bolt works with that too. So that's why I like supercharged for mm. you. It's really good. Okay. And then this okay. is the last page. Okay. So search to succeed, the electric effect, the energized entrepreneur, the, ooh, the energy source. Mm -hmm. I like that one. Oh, the power max advantage. Yeah, I like that. Power Max. Oh, Thunder Bunch, I actually really like. Oh, cool. I look, again, I was like debating, but I'm like, no. There there's something to that it. for sure. Yeah, there's something kind of cool because I know that you have, this will be a community and you're creating this community. So yeah, I'm part of Thunder Bunch. I like that a lot. Thunder cool. Clap leadership, that sounds really good too. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I like thunderclap. Oh, like, oh, applause. Like you could do, okay, everyone, let's do a thunderclap. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can make it really fun. Like, there's so much you could do with something like that. Oh, these are so good. And then, and then the thunderstruck effect. Now my mind is racing of like, all of our different offers and products. There's so many good options here too. Upsurge. Nice. That is something that we could use too. Like, I've never really loved the word like upsell. Mm. but that could be a really great play there yeah and then yeah oh volcanic activity i never thought about volcanic with lightning but that works too yeah so where that came from is so one of my tools for i'm going to share some tools with everybody one of the tools i use a lot is wikipedia and so i looked up lightning and i was reading all about lightning and i saw volcanic lightning and actually you know what this is it's right here. So I discovered volcanic lightning as a thing. And I love that. And it's caused by a volcanic eruption rather than an ordinary thunderstorm. And huh. just something really interesting about that. So I do find that using, for me, how I come up with names a lot is just reading. I'm just skimming. Mm. Skimming, skimming, skimming. I'm not like absorbing everything I read. I'm just skimming, looking for words. And that's how I come up with a lot of ideas. Yeah, this is all so great. Cool. Do you want to so see good. any brainstorming techniques? Yeah. I mean, do you have time? I know that we're, we've gone time. over. No, okay. I always have time. I love it. You're that. so great. Yeah, no, let's do I it. I want people to get what it's like to work with me. So... We're going to go here and we're going to look up. So let's use the word sky. Cause is that okay? okay. Sky? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go to, by the way, this site is not in my book. It's not in my course. I'm only sharing it with you because I love you. And anybody that works with you is somebody that I know I would like. So this is one of my secret resources. It's called One Look. And nice. it's at onelook.com. And on the homepage, it gives you all of these different searches you can do. So we're going to do two of the basic ones. When okay. we're gonna do basic, I just mean, you're not going to get basic results or just the easier ones. Okay. So I'm going to type in the word sky with an asterisk after it. And that is going to give us pages and pages of results of all of these words with sky. 
So let's go with, you can sort these by commonness, length, common words and phrases, common words, or you can look up nouns, adjectives, verbs. So let's just look up length. Sky dog, sky man. You know what, now I'm gonna skip that. Let's go to commonness. Okay, so skyscraper, skydive, skyjack, skylab. Mm. So there's just pages and skyscape is really pretty. I like sky. The reason I like sky piercer is sky is very aspirational. Yeah. It's a nice, short, easy to spell and say word. And you can add a lot to it. And then sky piercer, that's the lightning is piercing the sky. Right. And it's got energy. But while piercer is hard, sky is actually soft and pretty, yeah. which is really nice. You can see there's just skyline, sky surfer, sky dragon. So there's just pages and pages of these words. And so this I love is, this website. Isn't it great? Okay, so that's one way to search. Sky angel. Then you could also search the opposite way, which is sky or asterisk sky. Mm. And then we're going to get, okay, so this is what's happening. We're getting words like husky, whiskey, Sandusky. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> this is why I love my job. Like, you never know what's going to come up. And there's always something that's X-rated for sure. Budinsky. <laughs> when have you ever seen the word Budinsky in between? You know? Right. In between Siberian husky and <laughs> whiskey, mackerel sky. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to do asterisk sky asterisk. So it's okay. going to break it out for us. Mm. So then if we go alphabetically, yeah. So then we're going to get words that, wait, let's just go to commonness again. Yes. The sky's the limit. So this is a place you could find phrases too. Blow something sky high. High as the sky. Touch the sky. Vanilla sky. Excuse me while I miss the sky. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is what you can do. So that's one place to play around with Sky. Another, this is a subscription website, but I think you can get a free trial. It's okay. called Phraseworthy. And I helped develop this as like a tester and a namer to make it easier for people. So I typed in the word Sky and we're getting rhymes. We're mm -hmm. getting related forms. So that's where we're seeing Skylight, Skyscraper, Skywriting, synonyms, antonyms, idioms popular pop culture references, then neighboring words. So neighboring words is great if you're trying to do some wordplay around it. Oh, cloud, moon, summer. There's so many things with sky. Then we're getting into two word phrases, moonless sky, desert sky, then three word phrases, clear blue sky, four word phrases. So you really get a lot there. Then there's this, it took me forever to discover this. I don't know why it was never pointed out to me. On the left side, there's a tab that's grayed out and it says Wordify. Uh-huh. You click on it, it's gonna make up words for you. That's so cool. Isn't that so cool? So not everything, like sure. Skyote, instead of Coyote, Skyote. Who, it's not necessarily great, but who would think of that, right? I like, never in a million years would come up with that. Skydrotherapy instead of hydrotherapy. <laughs> cyclist instead of cyclist. 
this is like great for inventing names. Oh my gosh, I wish I had known about this a long time ago. Oh, that's so cool. But Joey, don't you think more and more people need to coin new words because everything's been trademarked? Oh my gosh, especially if you're in certain industries. If you've ever been to a microbrewery and you feel like you can't pronounce any of the names on tap, it's not just them being artsy and creative. It's because they have to do a pretty impressive job to come up with a name that no other brewery has used before for one of their drinks. And man, I would bet that if they knew about this, they're using it like crazy because this is so helpful, especially if you're in that type of an industry where you really do have to get creative because yeah. the space is so saturated because so many words are taken. And I love how this is creating a word, but still allowing for that smile and not scratching your head. Ideally. Yeah. I love this one. Skyjacker, like hijack, you know, <laughs> yes. skyjacker. Yeah. I wanted to use the word sky just because I knew it would have a ton of results. I mean, you can see this is just a mile long. Because so cool. another, this is, I'll show you one more. This is the best resource, Rhyme Zone. Okay. I used to only use it for rhymes. And when I created my online course, I realized what a robust tool this is. So it's mm. rhymezone.com. I'm going to type in the word sky. So I'm going to get rhymes, one syllable, two syllable, three syllable, and more. And it's just super helpful. So you can find rhymes. So I was naming a frozen yogurt store and yo was a word that they wanted us to explore. So I type in yo <laughs> and I got Joe and I'm like, Joe, yo, like that is the best name. Like Joe blow, Joe, yo. <laughs> and then I came up with some other ones with yo. Oh my gosh. Okay. So then I went down to three syllables or two syllables and I saw Chateau and like Chateau Yo, like that is such a fun mm. name, right? Yeah. So yeah, there is a lot you can do with rhymes. Rhyming names are really easy to remember because they're lyrical. So you think of like GoPro or Yummy Tummy, like, and they're fun to say. Oh my gosh. So in the rhyme zone, you can also find synonyms. You can find phrases. You can find related words. Oh, that's cool. super helpful. So related words is something I discovered a couple years ago. There's a site called related words, but you can also find them here. And wait, I'll just show you related words really quick. So when you type in sky on related word, it's relatedwords.org. Then you're seeing cloud, rainbow, horizon, constellation. So helpful. Yeah. And this page, by the way, it looks like it's short, but if you scroll down past the ad, this is very long. Wow. Man, that is so helpful. Thank you. And again, I want to add that even if you feel good about your name, now you can take that to the next level and plug that into websites like this and see, okay, how can I get more creative with wordplay on my site or naming certain packages? It's just, exactly. it really helps you elevate the brand. Yeah. Like wild blue yonder, right? It's not a phrase we think of very often, but we're all familiar with it. And that could be a package for somebody with the name Sky in their name. So yeah, there's a lot you can do. So yeah, I definitely encourage people to think of, wait, I'm going to click back on here. I'm going to stop presenting. Okay. Yeah. Don't hit leave studio. I can get this out of here. Okay, cool. Awesome. So yeah, so those are some of my best tools.
and yeah hopefully everybody is inspired by those so much value in this episode alexander i cannot thank you enough for going through your tips going through my own naming exercise i have now i'm excited to circle back to some of those sometimes it can feel like there's just one name and you have to find it and it really feels so much nicer when you get to a point where you're like, oh no, there's a handful of I can't go wrong names and I get to pick one. Yeah. And that's what we tell people. The hardest thing working with us is trying to decide which one you like the best because we will get you something that clears trademarking and we'll get you a couple that clear trademarking for sure. Sure. And then it's just deciding which one and we can help you. We can look beyond the smile and scratch chest and like with the frozen yogurt store, we had 40 names that when you do my course, you go, you see all the names. And when you read my book, you see some of the names, but then we drilled down on all of them and we dug deeper. Like, is there any meaning on the urban dictionary? One of our mm. names was like slang for heroin. And so then we just, you know, will it look at Will people buy the t-shirt? There's other things that we take into consideration and that's how we're able to drill it down and help you rank them. And so with the frozen yogurt store, we ended up naming it Spoon Me. And they're, they so have good. a t-shirt, shut up and spoon me, their bumper sticker. If you're driving this close, you might as well spoon me. Their bathrooms all had graffiti that were movie slogans with spoon me. Rocky, yo Adrian, it was yo Adrian, let's spoon. Or from Jerry Maguire, you had me at spoon me. Amazing. So hello. But that's where the customers were coming up to them and saying, oh, you should do this. Yeah. And you, then suddenly your name is much more than a name. It's an experience. Yeah. Can you imagine like you came up with that? You had me at Spoon Me and then it's in the bathroom and like people are like, oh, I did this. Like it makes people feel good. And I was presenting one time to some of my fellow authors and I was telling the Spoon Me story and a guy in my audience, so Spoon Me started in Utah and where there's a lot of Mormons and which made the name even better. And they loved yes. it. It was a little edgy, but they loved it. The kids loved it because it was funny. And mm -hmm. then the older people thought it was spooning is very innocent when you have yes. a on. So yeah, it was not controversial at all. It was cute. That's but so one of my fellow authors had lived in Utah and he was going to school at BYU and in Salt Lake City. And he was friends with this girl named, his name is Seth Adam Smith. And he's friends with this girl named Kim. And he wanted to move her out of the friend zone and he didn't know how to do it. So he took her on a date to spoon me and she got the message. Amazing. And they've been married a very long time. Oh, I love that. And what I love is Seth wrote a blog post called Marriage is Not for You. It's all about how marriage is for the person you're married to. Mm. And millions of people have read his blog post. And I love that I had just a teeny tiny bit to do with that. That's amazing. That's so amazing. As you guys are seeing, Alexandra has legit claims to fame around all of this. She's definitely the person that you want to look to now that you've gotten to know and trust her. And I'm very excited to be sharing her website, her book, her services, if you really want this, and again, I'm so thankful that you were willing to go through that exercise because I think not only going through the exercise, but then showing us the certain websites that you don't really show other people, it makes it that much more helpful and I think achievable and possible for people. So if you guys are feeling like you don't absolutely love your name, 
I don't want to be that trademark attorney that's trying to talk you into protecting something that you don't even love. So make sure that you go to Alexandra before ideally you go to me or any other trademark attorney to make sure that what you're protecting is something that you really love or are excited about and is making people smile and not scratch their head. Thank you. And wait, I didn't talk about Lynette Hoy. I just want to start. Oh, yes. Please Please. share that story. Lynette, she's a very fiery PR person. She's relentless. So we rebranded her Fire Talker PR with the tagline hot on the press. She calls herself the fire chief. She works in the firehouse and her packages are like controlled burn, fire starter. And then she has a theme song. And when you have a brand, you can have a theme song. So at Eat My Words, our theme song is Sugar Sugar, and Lynette's theme song is Fire by the Ohio Players. And you see a speaker, and it's like super cheesy. They have everybody, okay, everybody stand up and like do this. And yep. it's like, oh my God, you're just cringing inside. So she shows up, and she like cranks up fire. You know, the, like people they are on their feet and dancing. Like she doesn't have to ask anybody to do anything. People are just really into it. And like with me, with Sugar, sometimes when I'm speaking, I'll have them play that song before I come out on stage. And like Sugar Sugar by the Archie is super boppy and fun and like really smiley and happy. And like, I just want to get people in that mood. So that's what you can do when you have a brand. You can really extend the legs and have fun with it. So good. Alexandra, I feel like I can't take up any of your time. This is so great. Thank you for the stories. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for the naming. I can't wait to make some decisions here and celebrate with my team. Again, if you guys want to reach out to Alexandra, I'm happy to make a connection, but we'll also make sure that there are links to her stuff, to her site and everything else so you can get in touch with her. Thanks again, Alexandra. My pleasure. That was fun. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Business Growth Advantage with me, Joey C. Vitale. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see y'all next week. Learn the-